All right, so I guess now we know why the Knicks basketball team has been horrible since the Jordan era. Actually, that was a really funny joke. I, I really like that, <laughs> messing with people. Low-key one of the best parts of the movie. <laughs> I've been messing with this team for years. <laughs> the Knicks have been bad since, like, forever. Just since, of so 22. Since it's Patrick like, I don't Ewing. Like them. That's like, they haven't been good since, like, na- like the early 90s. <laughs> Oh yeah. my goodness, that's that's actually pretty funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, um, I did find it interesting though that when she finally was going to Earth, she was headed towards China. Uh, <laughs> was she headed towards China? Yeah, she was. So all throughout the movie, and anytime people jumped to like towards Earth, they were going towards North America in general. But then at the end of it, when she went in, it was either Russia or China, one or the, one or the other. Well, that's so. because. A day, pa- basically a day passed, and the Earth had spun 180 degrees. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought that was, <laughs> that was just attention to detail. So, sounds like I mean, if they wanted to find each other again, like he would have to travel to China or Russia to look for her. How weird would that be? A <laughs> random middle-aged man from Brooklyn being like, "I'm looking for this one baby. I have no idea what her name is. I just need to find it." <laughs> This this turned into a really shitty action movie quickly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I forgot we, we I thought we went cursing. Oh, I forgot. Like, yeah, no, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. Well, happy New Year, everyone. A time of I guess. Welcome to twenty twenty one. Hopefully, it's Yay, better than the last year. Hmm? See, did anyone else ha- have that thing where it was like? 1159 1160 and you're like wait what uh, no i i was well, okay, I, I, I don't was know i'll have to send you guys a video on instagram later but it's um I'll, I'll put in the recommendations but it's basically a guy singing the 2020 version of the song sold a country artist it's quite entertaining and there's a line in it about uh waiting for that clock at midnight next thing you know it says december 32nd 2020 <laughs> did he at least sing the song with a little bowl? oh he did he did i'll send you i'll send you guys the wow. so thing. essentially what Cam you guys are saying have completely missed it <laughs> even sam missed it you, you guys miss michael's pun you gotta cut when we do that <laughs> wow michael let's put the pun right there you both missed it <laughs> I mean, I would. <laughs> I I didn't even hear it. I like literally just skipped through it. <laughs> I said, "Sing it with a little soul." Oh, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> it just wasn't punchy enough. Yeah, I thought you were gonna go with you like sh- you know, um, let's not let twenty twenty <laughs> rob us of our soul. I th- I thought that would have been, but anyways, <laughs> it is no, what it no, is. Mike's was no, Mike's was I saw my Mike opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Northern Critic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Shinobi. Uchi, let's still defund the police, Simwaka. Michael Novakshinov. <laughs> and Pam Hinchark. Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. 
or I it's, guess it's a new I year. So this is yeah. our, I guess, second season of the podcast yeah, would be starting. Northern Critics yeah. season two. <laughs> we got renewed. Implying there was a delay between the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> I know there wasn't, but... We're supposed to have an off-season. You know, watch all the shit movies. The news. Hi, <laughs> Michael's just back cursing again. I can't. I sorry. Uh. Uh. It's okay. It's not the worst kind. So, um, blip that. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. We'll no. Back and how? We'll take a break. How was you guys? Is a I don't know. I guess New Year's Eve. Fine. I I spent it. I spent it in a vegetative state. Yeah. And then I went for a walk at 2 a.m. because I kind of needed to get some exercise before I slept. So, <laughs> I mean, I worked and took a bath and then went to bed. I don't think I rem- I don't think I saw the New Year roll in. I think I was asleep. I think this was like the most. This is probably the most underwhelming New Year's Eve I've ever experienced in my life. In this has been the most underwhelming December I've yeah. ever experienced. <laughs> yeah, it was just the most underwhelming. Twenty twenty was underwhelming. Period. <laughs> No, I no, wouldn't. I wouldn't use the. I wouldn't use the word underwhelming. I, I would say it was. I would say over, overwhelming. <laughs> no, 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 twenty twenty was just whelmed. <laughs> twenty twenty was this year... a lot of nothing, like a lot. Twenty twenty, everything happened, but nothing year. happened. Am I the only mm-hmm. person it, who feels it. like twenty twenty just disappointed, like on every front, just in general? That's why I can't even say yeah. I was whelmed. I just say I was overwhelmed with just how disappointing. Like every I mean, single thing 2020 touched just turned into disappointment, just in general. Video games, I honestly two very good things this year. That's tr- that's fair. Actually, yeah, those are some really great books. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's really fair. Video games. But then, I mean... You want to know what 2020 was? Yeah, go ahead. Damn, I'm going to reach through this computer screen and strangle you. Go- <laughs> <laughs> you can try. <laughs> um, you know, twenty twenty was a lot of okay. We're as low as we can go. What's next? Oh great! Let's go lower. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, literally what it was. Possible it was like war. okay, we've hit rock bottom. Yes, we've hit rock bottom. What's next? Oh, I didn't think it could get worse. <laughs> And here we are, about some, to find out how it's going Some to part us. of me, when you said we've hit rock bottom, what's next? I was about to say the new Wonder Woman movie, but I, I just stopped myself from saying that. That's what's, that's That'll what's be the next topic episode. of next week. That's next week. Yeah, to give a quick shout out, I've watched part of the movie. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's gonna See, be... that's disappointing, because I thought Patty Jenkins was actually good at her job. It turns you out know? DC is just cursed. Oh, my I goodness. Let's just say next Maggie, week's episode let, yeah, is going to be next amazing. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Yeah. <laughs> let's just wait for next I week. I might to talk actually about venture that. out of my house because they're showing Wonder Woman at the theater here. I might venture out and actually go to the theater to see it. <laughs> oh, my God. By myself. I have not seen I'm surprised theaters are open. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. Was- yeah, I don't know. We're gonna see what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I, we're not. I, we have we have the whole of next week to talk about Wonder Woman. So, um, however, on this episode, our first episode of 2021, um, we are reviewing the computer animated fantasy comedy drama uh, produced by Pixar and Disney, and that movie is Soul. 
Um, it's pretty popular right now. Um, IGN apparently gave it one of their very few 9 out of 10s or 10 out of 10s. Last time I checked, I can't remember. Um, yeah, no. Uh, it was directed by Pete Docter. Um, that's D-O-C-T-E-R, uh, not D-O-C-T-O-R. Um, and co-directed by Kent Powers. Um, the film stars the voices of Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, Graham Norton, Rachel House, Alice Braga, Richard Ayoade, and uh, Felicia Rashad. Well, amongst Angela Bassett is also in this too. So a lot of big names in it, actually. Um, the story follows a middle school music teacher named Joe Gardner, who seeks to reunite his soul and his body after they are accidentally separated just before his big break as a jazz musician. Um, Soul came out in 2020, uh, like I said earlier, but for us, I guess, as it now, that's like, what, two, two-ish weeks ago? Two, three weeks ago? It came out on the 25th. 25th? Oh, so that's like last week. Um, yeah, no, pretty much. They began developing the script for this movie in January 2016, so four years ago. Um, and he basically started writing it as soon as he won the, his, his second Academy Award for Inside Out. So the same Pete, uh, Pete Doctor, same dude who made Inside Out, made this as well. Um, I don't know if you guys did see Inside Out. I saw it, and it was equally as amazing. If not, I, actually, no, I think this was probably better. Um, but in, Inside Out was pretty good. Too, I think though. they were good for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm not sure what the Rotten Tomato score says right now for it. 95? Yeah, ninety. Okay, so it's ninety five percent. At least it was right when now. I looked like an hour ago. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was originally scheduled for release on June nineteenth of twenty twenty, but they delayed it due to COVID, uh, obviously. Um, and Variety reported that Disney was considering canceling the film entirely um, from theaters uh, around September, uh, and then they just decided to just let it go in December after. Mulan kind of tanked <laughs> and that unlike disaster. we needed something yeah and unlike Mulan they did not charge you extra $30 to watch this so better quality and you didn't have to pay extra for it so yeah I feel bad for people who paid for Mulan I feel Mulan. like there was a lot of I feel like there was a lot of backlash with Mulan and maybe Disney <laughs> gave their head a shake and was like, yes, we are Disney, but we cannot charge people who already pay $90 a year. Let's tack on another $30 just to watch they can, so they can watch this dumpster fire of a movie. <laughs> that, that's yes. the most egregious part, right? Is they actually, like, the movie was awful. If the yeah. movie had been good, people might have been more forgiving. But, like, they did scummy corporate practice and release trash on top of it so and it was like blatant nostalgia bait that yeah, they didn't even much. capitalize on properly mm -hmm. it was just like the unholy trinity of what to do wrong with the movie stop myself right now <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, but we're not here to talk about the movie i absolutely despise we're yeah. talking about soul um, we're talking about soul which was substantially better yes. than mulan um um yeah, I was just going to add that it grossed seven point. Well, it is grossing right now seven point six million dollars from over ten countries, including five point five million. So half of that, or about half of that, is from China alone. But 
yeah, they're doing so. China, so basically, this movie and Monster Hunter are doing really good with the Chinese market right now. Um, mm-hmm. And like these are the two movies that are actually making decent money during the pandemic, as opposed to I guess what we're reviewing next week. So, yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, it's not like people have anything better to do than sit at home and watch movies, right? Like they yeah. literally could have just done a direct to Blu-ray or whatever you want to call it in 2021, mm-hmm. and it would have made money. So yeah, right. Anyway, and put the pandemic economics of this movie to our aside. knowledge in North America Go isn't going away anytime soon. Well, from what we're there seeing. is a vaccine. So within six months, supposedly. Uh, I mean, apparently um, zero point zero something people out of every 100 in canada have the vaccine at the moment so which that statistic doesn't well, make yeah. sense to me because i'm like so you're saying not even half a person has a vaccine out of every 100 people That's... well it's going to healthcare workers at the moment yeah so i mean yeah they're like... doing it in phases mm-hmm. but my point is so like it'll at be the, broadly at accessible the most, soon maybe by summer and that's even like if yeah. everything goes according oh, to plan. That's oh, no. literally wait, literally six months away. Summer that's... six months. Is yeah, even I then, guess. So I think most everyone... going to be a year. Yeah. I think everyone will be vaccinated maybe by this time next year. Like, I mean, I'm in the second wave. I'm probably not getting vaccinated between March and May. Well, first of all, they're the they're healthcare workers first, and then they're going to do seniors. And then other like no, seniors no, and no, no, yeah. so like people like us aren't gonna see the vaccine anytime soon is what I'm saying essentially. No. Yeah. So. No, no, no. What I'm saying is there, there's in phases, right? Seniors, mm-hmm. healthcare workers are in the first phase. My like because of my job, what I do, I'm in the second phase of to get vaccinated, and we're not scheduled. They're like. And if things stay on schedule with, let's face it, it's not going to. Mm-hmm. Right now, I am not to see the vaccine till between March and May. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's, yeah. So, the general public probably won't get it till at least I want. I want to even say September, <laughs> yeah, September, October, like, yeah. probably. So, that's even fall, not even summer. So, yeah. <laughs> anyways, yes. Um, anyways, initial thoughts on Seoul. <laughs> I didn't even know who was talking about a movie this week. I thought we were just talking about vaccine stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe we should get back on topic. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, who wants to go first? I'll go first. This go movie it. was one plot point away from being an absolute masterpiece, in my opinion. Like, I thought this movie was really good. I enjoyed the characters, both of them. Like, I remember the first time I saw the trailer, I thought so trying to be a little annoying piece of but and she kind of is but it's also like really endearing and fun mm-hmm. and it makes it great i love the the way this movie looks i love the abstract nature of the terry's and jerry um <laughs> i love the message of the movie just finding enjoyment in the small things in life like yeah life can suck sometimes but the small things you got love mm-hmm. and Literally just like one plot point away from being an absolute masterpiece, in my opinion. But I'll say that. Do you have a plot on. point in particular that you dislike? Okay, I think he shouldn't have come back to life. Uh, that's very interesting okay, you say that... that. Because that the yeah. actual studio, they're, like, they were split on that decision. They fought each other over it, whether he should come back or not. Yeah. 
and they just ended up I, deciding. I, yeah, that he comes back. I, mm-hmm. I think if he didn't come back, it really does hammer home the message where he was like, "I've lived my life now; it's your turn, right?" Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. him being like, the terrorist being like, "Okay, you can go back now, right?" And he's like, "Yay!" You know, and I'm like, "It's it's a happy ending. It's sweet and everything." And he gets a second chance to live a better life, or not a better life, a happier life, and enjoy the moments. But in my opinion, I'm like. He's kind of like realized he had enjoyment in life. It's his time has come in a weirdly pessimistic way. I'm saying it because aside from that, the rest of the movie was really great. I enjoyed it. Hmm. I, I I mean, do you want to go next, Mike? Or um, sure. This is a movie that I I really feel like I should have watched about four weeks ago before I reviewed because it's going to be one that like sits in my mind and I need to think about mm-hmm. quite a bit before I really want to get my thoughts on it because I know my thoughts are going to like distill over mm-hmm. time based off this movie. This movie was very mature in its themes and I, I yeah it's hard to say because. This movie really sort of tackled like themes of purpose and happiness and becoming like too obsessed with your passion and so forth. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I really wasn't expecting from a Pixar movie, honestly. Mm-hmm. It went a lot deeper and more mature than I expected. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes with its strengths and its weaknesses because this is not a movie made for kids at its core, right? Yeah. It's like all the other, like Inside Out, kids can really get that movie mm-hmm. but this yeah. one i feel like it just it took one step too far and it game it became a little too subtle if that makes sense mm-hmm. and to me that's good but i'm just kind of thinking of the broader picture in terms of like this was fundamentally made for kids right mm-hmm. so or it wasn't that i guess the the <laughs> genre is but this one wasn't so I, i'm kind of there was some tonal dissonance there which kind of threw me for a loop, right? So I have some, I have a few weird feelings, but overall, I really, really did like it. I, I'm just sort of still processing that dissonance there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my favorite parts of the movie were when he was in like the soul world or the like abstract land, whatever you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a personal thing because those sort of strange worlds and takes on reality, so to speak, um, like fantasy elements of it are kind of what draw me to movies, mm-hmm. and it, it's really how do I phrase this properly? It, it it grabs my attention in a way that like very complex character arcs that uh, Joe goes through in this movie doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. So I really I almost wanted to see more of the soul stuff and have him figure it out almost entirely in uh, his like soul form, so to speak. And to get into a little bit of spoilers here. When he went back to Earth, and he was like put into the cat, my flight or f- my fright, flight or fight instincts went ballistic when I saw that, <laughs> because the, if like if this movie gets braved halfway through, I was not <laughs> going to be happy. Um, but like for braved. braved or brother Baird, either one. Um, yeah, it's but fortunately it actually worked out. Seeing someone else in his body sort of experiencing his life through a different angle where he didn't quite have that obsession was actually a really smart move. Mm-hmm. And overall it it actually enhanced the movie, which I wasn't expecting. I'm just saying when I when he got put into the cat, I went like 
stop. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that's my take on it. I really enjoyed this movie. It was very mature. I need to. I still need to process it. I, I'm self-aware enough to know that my opinions of this movie are going to change mm-hmm. over the course of the next month. That's fair. Um, I guess I'll go next. I appreciated the film's take on the whole purpose versus spark or purpose versus like what what you're good at scenario um where it's like not necessarily what you're good at in life like what you're good at in life doesn't necessarily mean that's your purpose in life if that makes i I guess that's what it was trying to say in a way um and that your spark for living or your your kind of happiness or reason to live could be something as simple as you know, she said, I, like, what if walking is my spark or what if like literally just human things, maybe even taking like a taking like a poop or a dump is it your spark. Like, that's fine. You know, <laughs> you know, like maybe that's one thing about that's life living. that you love. Yeah, that's living. <laughs> so <laughs> so I I loved that. I found that very interesting um, just because I mean, again, personally, when I, I feel like in today's society right now we're always put in a position where, oh, you have no purpose if you don't do this, 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 and that, right? Like there's there's a set parameter, that unwritten parameter that society has for everyone to follow, depending on, I guess, what culture or whatever. But, you know, at typical Western society, you're a failure if you live alone when you're 40 without a wife or kids or a stable job or like at, at that point, everyone considers you just, you're useless, right? Um, which I feel like this movie kind of broke that wall in terms of, hey, we don't like I don't know how old he was, uh, our main character, uh, Joe, or yeah, but like I would 40s, say maybe I in think. his forties, thirties to forties, um, he yeah. like his mom still he still lives with his mom. I ass- no, he, well, he lived by himself, but he no, still, he lives alone. Yeah, but he's still like you know his mom is still a very prominent like mom figure in his life at that age she's helping him fix his ripped suits and stuff like that um she's he's still trying to prove to her that he's like you know he his passion is worth chasing as a career you know even in his 30s um so i i liked that i found that interesting um i appreciate that they didn't even like they made reference to his romantic interest the linda chick but like we never even never saw her, her once like they just yeah. never which i i thought that was cool too because it's like they made reference to it but even he was like yeah that's not my spark like this is there, there's something else you know um and then him seeing his life through the you know i guess through the cat's eyes or seeing his life through from a different angle like you said also helps solidify that because now he's like oh i've been so busy you know saying nothing matters to me other than my music or nothing matters to me other than that that and that that i've just been oblivious to you know living his barber is like you like i would have told you all this stuff about me but you just you never asked you know or stuff like that um and i just i, I found it interesting i i would give this movie actually just I, I would give it a b plus to an a as a film in general um just because it kind of tackled maybe not completely but it still kind of tackled that whole essence of living uh and the themes that come with that um and also added and sprinkled a little bit of comedy in there too um and i appreciate the representation of just the different light like i wouldn't say different light didn't show all of that but 
say the lifestyle of a hippie versus the la- lifestyle of like a corporate drone you know like the, yeah. the drone is basically dead but like still technically the drone alive. is hilarious yeah. <laughs> and his soul goes back in his body and he just you know just turns his desk upside down as like I'm, I'm alive i'm leaving you know and i thought that was great uh, and then the hippie who turns who twirls and turns signs for a living is the person who's actually living life you know so i found that very interesting and it just again can i just say yeah go ahead one thing quick mm-hmm. this is watched with professional sign twirlers in it yeah <laughs> um yeah no i just i felt like it, it and, and again that mirrors our society because i don't know in my past experiences i found that it's the people who are basically maybe middle class to like live within their people who live within their means or people like even with us like i just find this the people who are more or less getting by who seem to be the happiest um, versus like the people who just have so much in life and are so stressed out all the time. You know, it's kind of the typical saying that, you know, the the tailor down in the middle ring is probably happier than the king, you know, stuff like that. So I don't know. I just found it yeah. interesting. Yeah. The uh, And I just want to jump in really quickly because I kind of didn't mention this. Is The humor in this movie was actually very good. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I was kind of surprised by that because I don't normally like the slapstick that pops up in some of these movies. And I think the uh, stock trader scene or whatever the guy was, was probably my least favorite shot at the humor because it was a little too over the top. Yeah. But like that little gag when he first runs into Jerry, I think it was. And she goes like, I am the coming together of all quantized fields in the universe. Yeah. And he kind of looks at her blank and she goes, call me Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> like Stuff like that absolutely cracked me up. Um, um, the, the, the fact that the little girl could pick any voice she wanted, but she chose a middle-aged white woman because it was the most annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yes, Pam. <laughs> it was good stuff. Um, so... I liked this movie, but there was definitely things about it I didn't like. My, okay, I'm just going to say this. My biggest issue with Pixar is that I feel like they're always trying to make their audience feel something. Like they're always trying to get a reaction. <laughs> I'm sorry. How dare this movie elicit emotions for me? But you know what I mean? Like, you know how, like, Inside Out, it was... Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I They are can't... constructed deliberately to provoke an emotional well, response. That's what it is. And you can tell mm-hmm. that they yeah. like dissected this creature to figure out how they're going to exactly pull on your emotions as they make the movie. How will they make you cry? Yeah. yeah. And and this and I don't know. Here. Maybe maybe it's just I, Time's exhausted. I don't know, maybe that just bothers me a little bit. <laughs> um, you don't like I being manipulated. Oh, I don't. <laughs> um, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was the animation was absolutely beautiful. My favorite scene is the one of twenty two whipping balls at the people in the zone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just thought that was really entertaining, and it was it was cute. <laughs> um. So I know when I'm in the zone of doing something and then I get distracted, I know I know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's some pesky um, unborn spirit tormenting you. Tormenting me. <laughs> um, I can't really say too much about this movie. It was well written. There was a few things. It reminded me of maybe a little bit 
too much of the way that Inside Out went. And I and now hearing that it was same this by the same guy who produced Inside Out, maybe that's probably why. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it could have diverged maybe a little bit more. Um, and yeah, it definitely was directed more at adults having to deal with a purpose and that whole westernized ideals of that. And like what Sam said with the whole people who are just getting by versus people who may be rich, right? And like, I related that to myself as in like, do I love my job, my jobs, plural, every day of the week? No, but those jobs allow me to do the stuff I love to do. Like travel, I mean, which we can't do right now, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <Save money. laughs> but sometimes you got to work those menial jobs to make the money to have to do your passions. Like the reality is, is I would say 75% of the population is not doing their dream job. Let's face it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that was a very, it's very throwing in your face in the movie. The humor was pretty good. Um, honestly, my favorite character was, is it Moon Dream or whatever? The hippie guy. <laughs> I thought oh, yeah. he was just very interesting. <laughs> I liked yeah. how the names were all like the same words, just reshuffled, making them. Yeah. Was it Rain Dreamer or what? Yeah, that was that Dream was. Green Rain and Rain Dream, yeah. and it was they were just all shuffled. I appreciated when Dreamer, his yeah. ship was sinking. He was like a captain always goes down with his ship. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, he was he was great. I loved him. Um, my I did find it was kind of funny when they get the souls jumbled up and he ends up in the cat, uh, especially because he was trying so hard. I was like, okay, hey, there's something got to screw up because or else this movie is not going to be an hour and 40 minutes long. Mm -hmm. um, I do overall kind of wish they killed him off in the end. I feel like that would have been a way more satisfying ending compared to what they did. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, like, this one, it definitely was wrapped up a little bit too tightly. Yeah. A little neat bow at the top. Um, I didn't I didn't feel that at all. I never even considered the fact that he was going to die. Mm. Right? Like, I was, the moment I watched this movie, I was like, okay, this movie ends with him getting back into his body and finding purpose. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't. Yeah. Like, I, I just had no instinct that they were going to kill him whatsoever. Well, and I mean, normally. Maybe, maybe that's like it was. And normally I sort of just... gravitate to that. Sorry. So I'll, I'm just. This latency. Um, yeah. But yeah, normally it's like I'm all for the killing a character if their arc is finished and it's thematically appropriate and in this case it was but i just then i was never sort of led to believe that they were going to i think see and maybe that's where my issue falls is that it was just too predictive and it's going to be too a uh, happy ending like not saying a happy ending but like it's going to follow the same line that every other Pixar movie goes through, right? Where it's like oh he yeah. gets back in his body. Okay, great. Clap clap. 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 Happy, where it's like somebody. yeah, exactly. I think it's like I feel like him dying off would have been kind of throwing a wrench that was not expected. I think for me, the idea of like, especially when it comes down to this idea of like his purpose versus enjoyment in life, especially comes down to when he realized you're not born for a purpose, right? You're born to enjoy life, and him enjoying his life, realizing that he, he it wasn't a great like he didn't fulfill maybe like what he thought his purpose was, but he enjoyed doing all this stuff. He enjoyed being a teacher, enjoyed this, enjoyed that, right? And for me, if his character then went to the great beyond or, like, passed on or, like, even just became a mentor to, like, all those unborn <clears> souls, <throat> then he realizes that it kind of completes the, his whole arc of, like, growth and development, you know? So for me, him yeah. going back to Earth was kind of, like, 
though it's I'm happy he gets a second chance, but Cap feels like it's been cheated. Like, so I, yeah, I, I, I just a I, I just realized why I I never considered that, and it's because of the way he died. He stepped mm -hmm. into a manhole, and there's like a Looney Tunes esque with the papers going yeah. down. And I'm like, okay, he's he's not hurt, and yeah, no, he's like dead. He's dead. Like so, if he had been like legitimately happy and not doing the whole cartoon happy thing, where he's like running across streets and cars are not quite hitting him, if he'd just been like happy in a more realistic way, and then bus right and it was sudden and jarring and you're like holy he actually just got killed mm -hmm. that's, that's how then, died <laughs> that's how i would have i would have felt like him actually dying at the end would have made more sense right mm -hmm. but just the comedic kill that's a weird way of saying it but the comedic kill like at the beginning of the movie made me go okay he'll be back to life before this is over death? yeah he he Why got he you don't die Wily, I, Wily Coyote is indestructible, and so is what? he. All we needed what is him holding do? up signs of help, and oh no, and all that, oh, and it no, would have yeah. been a, a funny cartoon. <laughs> what he needed to do was get hit by truck gun. <laughs> Shut up. I, I mean, I, I'm <laughs> you kind enjoyed of, that, Michael. <laughs> I'm finding myself on the opposite end of that, just because, I mean, me personally, I kind of... From a structural point of view, I feel like there would have been more questions if he didn't, like, come back, if that made sense. Like, if he died. Because, first of all, it's like they've already committed to, you know, like, obviously to his to his mom and everyone else who's on Earth. He still is himself. Like, he's still, he's not dead, right? Yeah. So, like, him not dying at the end would have, would ha would have had to involve a viable second death if that makes sense on earth because like yeah. it's not like he's not just gonna drop dead all of a sudden you know what i mean, I mean so it's kind of like you would do though well yeah but like no. i mean Sa sam do. is right it would have felt strange if he'd been healthy yeah. be like he got he fell in the manhole and then he just kind of climbed out of his hospital bed okay mm -hmm. and then he just dies right that, that would have been really weird they would have needed to restructure that but it wouldn't have been hard mm -hmm. i mean that's the problem especially with him dying the second time i guess it's because of the way it's done in this cut it is a cartoon right mm -hmm. yeah so it's cartoonish that he fell down the manhole but he's somehow perfectly fine and healthy like 12 hours later mm -hmm. and he can go perform a show even though he was running around like a madman yeah and, yeah. <laughs> and then he's fine again you know I mean, a lot of like, a lot of stuff that happened. It's was one of those things where you have to like suspend, you have to suspend your disbelief. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> that's part of it. But that's kind of why I think him surviving was the right choice because of, like the presentational angle that they went with. Mm -hmm. And also, yeah, keep I in just say something. That's a little... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. Mine's a little bit of a sidebar. Oh, okay. I was like, keep in mind. First of all, he got out of a hospital without anyone noticing apparently no one at reception saw anything and he, he also performed at the end of the movie at the end of the movie he performed with uh the uh, the quartet and like his mom and his i guess mom's friends or aunts i'm not sure um you know they all came and watched and like they took a cab home so like again it 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 would have seemed very undisney like for his mom and everyone to just be like, oh, we had a good time, and then went home, and then of the next morning, it's like it's Pixar. Yeah, and then the it's next Pixar. morning, he's like, he's dead. You know, <laughs> so, yeah. so that would think... so many questions. 
I think my problem now is because you point out Stardew Valley, not Stardew Valley. Why did that pop up on my <laughs> inside out? It's because someone's playing Stardew Valley and it popped up on my screen. That's why. Mm-hmm. Okay, inside out. Inside out retackle this idea of like getting sad and like the emotions like come with that, and it's okay for people to be sad, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe I had high expectations that, especially since this is the same director, right? Mm-hmm. Could be okay with committing like. Yeah, sometimes like life is not gonna be great, but you found like these little moments of happiness throughout life, mm-hmm. and it's okay that he the, he died. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. maybe that's just me. Like I'm not no. trying to like say like oh he should have died. Like either way, it's like a decision. I'm I'm okay with him living. I would prefer if he died, but like. That's just the yeah. way it is. Mm-hmm. If him being a mentor would have been a more cathartic character arc, I think. And you, and now that you guys mentioned yeah. that, the whole him being a mentor, I think that would have been a very good way to kind of round it out. Because, I mean, he was a teacher in yeah. real life, right? Yeah. So it's like, why would he not be a teacher in the reprogramming oh, so like if area, he, right? If he became a Jerry, basically? Yeah, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Not a Jerry, but... Like- they had mentors there. Mm-hmm. So, like, if he became a mentor. Because like, oh, all I the see. mentors they had were, like, super, like... Like, what he was to 22. Oh, but you could only yeah. you could only mentor once, though. That was the th- that was a thing. So, was like, it? yeah, men- you could uh-huh. only mentor... So, like, Abraham Lincoln, like, Muhammad, you could only mentor someone once. And after that, you have to go to the great beyond. So, like, you can't mentor more than once. Yeah, I guess Apparently. so. Which is why they gave all of uh, the they, good, all of like the yeah. monumental people to twenty two, because just no one could figure her out. Yeah, yeah. And just take some dude who likes playing jazz music. Yeah, and that worked. Which okay, you know, I, I want to bring that out because you said that apparently the Jerry's knew like the whole point is like not for you, with mentoring is not to find them a purpose. So why were they giving twenty two all these people who are trying to find twenty two a purpose in life? Instead of uh, just being like, hey, you just need to love, you know? That's a good question. <laughs> That's a good... I, I think... Yeah, I feel like that was a little bit of a disconnect. Yeah, I, I mean, I it's weird line. because then you, ha- I, you had, like, some other, like, unnamed mentors being like, oh, hey, you're good at soccer. Or, oh, guess what? You got hit in the head by a donut. You're a baker now or something. So, like, even... Yeah. I feel like the mentors weren't really helping them discover like the mentors were just kind of like a i want to say a guide or just just someone who's there (laughs) you know what i mean like because the way they were figuring out their sparks was just very casual you know yeah but i don't know yeah i mean i try not to criticize or to dig into sort of these rules that they just sort of give us for mm-hmm. the movie because I don't really think that gets anywhere because that's all stuff that could be very easily changed in the writing process if you wanted yeah. to just sort of tweak how the movie worked right. but like it, they could say mentors could just keep coming back and coming back and nobody would think twice about it mm-hmm. but if you want to have him die at the end that sends off a cascading chain of things that you need to rework all throughout the movie Yeah. so I, I, I do think it's kind of like negligible to talk about how the mentors work but the whole conversation about yeah yeah, just don't 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 think think too much about it that's just that is that's the set piece not the core of the story Mm -hmm. the core of the story is literally that message they're trying to put it out there and i did enjoy the message right even the barber like him just being like 
yeah, I originally wanted to go to vet school, but like I had a kid, school's expensive. I decided to become a barber instead, and he's still happy. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this well, is and that things. brings up the thing that I said of like about nine, 75 to 80% of population not working their dream job because there's other things that are come important. <laughs> are more important. Yeah. I mean, uh, like sidebar here, I personally wanted to go to vet school. I tried three times to get in and then I went back to university for a third degree and then decided I don't want to be in school for the next other another four to five years of my life. I just want to get a job to mm-hmm. pay the bills and be able to do things that I love to do. I feel like I this... mean that's the reality a lot of people face. Yeah. And not everyone is Yeah. Yeah. It's more about the be happy I, I feel doing like what you want to do, right? This also kind of subtly um parallels with like I know not to take us back to a movie we've already reviewed, but like with um what's the one with Lakeith again? The capitalism one. Um Sorry to bother you. So, yeah, sorry to bother you. Like when he just kind of like was just focused on being a successful, like, you know, rich dude, I guess. Because he, he was also looking for kind of purpose in life because he, he was depressed and was like, we're all going to yeah. die one day or whatever. Um, and then finally, when he got to a point where he was successful, he found that he had like, you know, not to pun, but sold his soul, if that makes sense. Right. So even that kind of situation as well, which again related to this movie where he's he he didn't find the happiness in like oh he had a girlfriend who loved him enough to live with him in a garage you know but he still felt like there was nothing to life for him right versus the end where all of a sudden he's like hey you know what what if we fix up this garage and now we're happy because it looks nice you know so i feel like that Mm -hmm. again similar concepts where it's I don't know. I it, it's almost like perspective, if that makes sense. Like it sometimes your ambitions might warp your perspective on what really matters. I guess that's the best way to put it. In general, which is what, yeah. which is the message of this film. <laughs> so, pretty much, just don't get too overly wrapped in your ambitions, which is basically what corporations do all the time. They're wrapped in their ambitions and just forget humanity they so. exploit they exploit people who yeah. are uh, passionate about stuff yeah. you want to be a you want to be a, you like video games we are going to find the most passionate developers and work them to a ground work them to the dirt because <laughs> they like what they do that's a secret folks if you're a developer and you want to actually make money go work for like a soulless corporate entity that isn't game dev because nobody cares about websites so they actually have to pay you well to make them (laughs) it's like if you're working on the back end of a banking system they're like nobody wants to do that during the day so you make 300 grand every year Oh my goodness! The good side of life. The good, good side of life. That's that's, well, that's the, the moral thing. of the so story. Like, Find your passion, ignore it, and exploit your talents instead. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, now it's like the question I have after seeing this film is, where would one draw that? Like, I don't know. Say you wanted to be an astronaut, right? Where would you draw the line to be like, okay? I want to be an astronaut and I want to do everything within my power to be an astronaut versus like, oh, maybe now that I'm really trying hard to be an astronaut and I've gone to NASA or whatever, I don't have time for my family. 
you know, or, you know, I have no friends. Like, I literally have no life outside of me wanting to be an astronaut. Now, is that healthy or not? Like, I, I feel like it raises those questions. And even right now, I don't know how to answer those because it's like, you know, choosing, let, let's say you're engaged to someone, choosing to take a job in a different country and potentially breaking up with them versus just being like, eh, you know what? I'll get other offers. I'll just stay with you for now. You know, like, where do you make that choice? You know? I've think the point of See, the movie is it's something you decide on your own right yeah mm-hmm. like the idea of the movies don't get completely blinded but i know it wasn't also saying don't chase your dreams or ambitions right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like the idea is just like don't get blinded by stuff so like find a healthy balance yeah, yeah. so like look if you want to be an astronaut you made all the way to like space program all that stuff that's great, right? But mm-hmm. it's at the expense of like your, like your social like relationships, like your family dynamics, all that stuff. That's the movie saying like, take a look at it and say, is this worth it? Mm-hmm. And then it's also trying to say it's like, hey, let's say you really want to be an astronaut, but it didn't work out, right? Right? And you're working some random job, doesn't mean that you failed in life. You can still find happiness in doing something else, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was getting at. Is this movie's? It, it wasn't. There's no, nothing cut and dry in this movie. It was very sort of cerebral. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's, it, it's it's asking questions and not necessarily giving you answers. Mm-hmm. The See, and like to answer, like yes, Pam. Oh. I was say so. Like, kind of to go with like what you guys were saying. It's like you have to find that healthy balance. Like, it's. You have to, like, really, the reality is, yes, you can have a wife, yes, you could have kids, yes, you could have a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, but the in the end, you have to make the decisions that are right for you and healthy for you in, in the very end. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And, like, yes, that may sound really selfish, but... No, it's just life. Yeah. You, you, you're the only person who is going to take care of you. And if it's finding that balance between work and life and your dreams and reality, right? I've, That's basically what it is. I oh no, I, I think we're we're going. I heard. Oh yeah, okay, go ahead, Uchi. I was just gonna say, I think no, we're just saying. going too deep into what I was referring to. I'm just <laughs> talking cut and dry, like if uh, I don't know, say someone. Okay, say someone wanted to be like a a Twitch, like a professional Twitch streamer on the level of like the the greats, for instance, right? Yeah, and then you're like. Yeah streaming 24 7 like you know like literally when you're not eating or sleeping you're streaming and then at the cost of that you know you're having i don't know maybe you don't have good self-hygiene or you know your apartment's a mess or because there's legit people or let's say you're going to school to be a doctor but then you come home and like there's takeout all over the floor and like like you you know what i mean like at, at what point does it be like okay maybe we need to make some life changes here or or some people might be as some people might take pride in that and be like, hey, you know what? It shows I am going to be a doctor someday because I don't care about anything else except my doctorate degree. Or I, I don't know if that makes sense. You know I, what I mean? I think the problem with that then is, yet again, that's something you or the person has to decide when yeah. you cross the line. Mm-hmm. This movie is literally saying it's you to self-adjust you and evaluate your decision. Because yeah. mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm not going to be there to tell you that like, you've gone too far or hey, this is not healthy, right? Because this also leads up to 
my point I was going to say before you cut me off. Yeah. There's this one comment I heard a while back that just stuck with me. It's, I'm not responsible for your happiness. Right. So it's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing with like, look, if you're not be a doctor, yes, becoming a doctor is really hard, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, it's expected you have like takeout and all that stuff, right? But at the end of the day, it's the person who wants to become a doctor to sit there and decide, is this worth it? Is mm-hmm. my personal hygiene, health, all this stuff worth it in the end? Mm-hmm. And then, like, well, yeah, that's like my point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm not I just looking at it. I want to say something on. Yeah, go ahead, Pam. Okay, I just want to say something like on that note. It's like you have to self-regulate. I mean, I just worked three sixteen-hour days or four sixteen-hour days in a row. I came home. Like last night after this morning, I literally had to clean my kitchen because it looked like a war zone. My whole apartment was a mess because I had not been home for more than enough time to sleep, have breakfast and leave again Mm -hmm. in the last three to four days. Mm -hmm. And that's it's your level of comfort uh, and your level of like being dealing with that daily grind, right? And I yeah. mean, to some people, it might look like you're going too hard, whereas to you, it could be completely normal. And you are responsible for your own happiness. And like, I don't think anyone can really say whether you're, you are being unhealthy by what you're doing. It's just, you might, if you're worried about that friend or that person, you could just say like, hey, are you sure you're making the right decisions? But ultimately, in the end, it's their decision, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm just- So again, if I can yeah, jump that- in with a bit of a- sidebar when you when you're done stam go oh okay um like yeah no i agree with what you're saying pam um again my I, again i feel like we're dancing around like the point i'm trying to understand okay fine i'll just say this then now we can't say it's that person <laughs> i get what you mean like yeah. you want someone to be there to be like stop no 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 not even but for someone we... to be there i mean for even I'm, I'm talking about like personal like you you yourself trying to because you know like for like again like what happened to our main character in this film it didn't click for him until he legit died you know what i mean so like you might not even know and like no one's gonna tell you because again everyone else has to worry about you know their own lives kind of like his barber didn't care what he was going through per se i mean he kind of did because he talked to him about jazz and stuff but again the barber was like you never asked me about anything else and you're always ranting on about jazz and the main character just didn't realize that he talked so much about jazz that he just didn't connect with anyone other than like jazz. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's... So, okay. This is actually what I was going to say is I kind of had a experience similar to that in my own life. Right. And mm-hmm. it's not anything nearly as profound, but it actually related to video games and sports and basically anything competitive mm-hmm. where it, there was like you could quantize how good you were at it right so like for this is about about a year and a half ago i realized this and i stopped um but whenever i was like playing a game and there was like a ranked mode in it i would play the ranked mode and i noticed that i would like get fixated on that rank and i would play to try and get it up as opposed to just playing the game to have fun Mm -hmm. and when i was like well no i'm actually gonna just not play ranked at all i'm gonna stay in like normal queues where it doesn't tell you what rank you are. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed myself so much more and I played less video games overall mm-hmm. because it didn't have that addictive effect of trying to improve. And it, it was just, it was a healthier lifestyle. Right. Because I would I would play to have fun 
mm-hmm. as opposed to treat it like work. And I, I actually really connected to the movie when it said, like, these people have let their passions become their obsession, right? Right. And I, I think it's very important for people to realize, are they doing this thing they like because they like it? Or are they doing it for some other reason? Mm-hmm. And that it's very very important to be aware if those other reasons exist Mm -hmm. and yeah that's just kind of the point of the story is be aware of why you're doing something ask yourself if it's worth it and if the purpose of it is to enjoy yourself and you're not enjoying yourself then stop do something else Mm -hmm. or change it so that you are enjoying it again which is what i did i i was like okay we're just gonna stay out of anything where it's competitive because then that tiny brain of mine takes over that goes (laughs) win (laughs) so right yeah, see, that's the, uh, yeah, so I guess you're kind of dancing closer to what I was asking, because it was just me trying mm-hmm. to understand, like, at what point for you, like, did someone tell you that? Like, oh, no, 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 it was, it was 100%, it, or... it, it was me going, wow, I just did this for four hours straight, I am back to where I started, and I am deeply unsatisfied, mm-hmm. or I have achieved my goal, which was getting, like, X rank, but I am still unsatisfied with this mm-hmm. result and i kind of thought to myself like wow that 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 this is well bad bad word this is not good <laughs> <laughs> right. Let, let's avoid doing this in the future mm-hmm. so it ranked has just been nothing but suffering and a grind so i'm just gonna play normals and, and enjoy myself and have yeah. fun yeah. and once i realized that the anxiety and the i don't want to say distress came from that uh sort of like uh ulterior motive Mm-hmm. I just cut that motive out and used the games and like just my time in the gym. I'd stopped chasing numbers. And I just started doing it for myself. For yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's, that's as close as I'm going to get to an answer. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, Uchi and Pam, you guys also helped too. It's just, I, I appreciate that this film just for me at a personal level, it just, it, it's making me ask a lot of questions now too. Just like, in general, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm and sure it doesn't you give guys have those questions too, right? Where it's just like, what do I want to do with my life? <laughs> <You> know, so, <laughs> can I do anything? Is my life even in my control? You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. Well, I, I, yes. Yeah. I think it's important thing is life stages, right? And yeah. like just what you go through, especially all of us being in our early to late 20s. Because I think, Sam, you're the youngest mm-hmm. one of us. Yeah. Yeah. So mid, I, we'll average mid twenties. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm the oldest of everyone. So I think it just is where we are in our life stages realizing a few things. It's like I said earlier with like I tried to get into vet school for three for three basically three mm-hmm. years and then went, screw this, there's more important things that I want to yeah. do with my life. Mm-hmm. I so. thought I'd be a midwife to baby lions right about now, but I guess not. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> All right. Shall oh, we bring goodness. it back to the movie? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right. So um, let's go with our – we're right on schedule, actually. So final reviews. Um, over on Northern Critic, we rate and review our films using a coordinate system, north for good writing and south for bad writing. In a similar sense, we use east for good cinematography or style, um, you know, casting all of that stuff and we use a west if all of that was bad so a really good movie with good writing good cinematography would be a northeast and a bad movie with bad writing bad casting bad cinematography would be a southwest um similarly we do use coordinate systems uh with the equator being our west and east and the gmt line being our north and south and 
that you way got this inverted but i think people get the point yeah <laughs> <laughs> well yeah the equator is west east and then the gmt is north south right it was did i say, did you, I say you, me- you measure north and south around the equator north of the equator south of the equator oh, okay. it's not east and west of the equator i see what you're... but you get you, we get yeah. the point yeah okay anyways was, yeah okay <laughs> I, I i'm being a pedant i'll stop yeah. <laughs> um whoever wants to go first I don't know. I I don't. I don't know. Um, Okay, yeah, go Pam, because I'm gonna rat. Um, I'm gonna give it a northeast. I mean, but slightly closer to the center of that compass, though. I mean, overall, it was a good movie. My biggest issue with it is it reminded me way too much of that other. Oh, ups- not upside down. Um, inside out. <laughs> upside down. Yeah, it just reminded me way too much of that, and the I just kind of found over and overall the ending was a little unsatisfying. I mean, good movie. Just it wasn't the most spectacular thing Pixar has done, and I like that it made us think, but that's about where it ended for me. Mm-hmm. All right, who's next? Uchi, I guess give this movie uh what country that you in Kazakhstan so northeast I I really did enjoy this movie I thought it was like fun I thought like the message and like just the idea of the movie was pretty good and I don't know like Michael did say it's one of those movies that leaves you think about it for the longest time right mm-hmm. and what I think about with this movie is like at the end of the day when like in a month's time, will I still be having like all these like? I feel like in a month's time, I'll still enjoy like the general message and themes the movie was trying to put push out. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if I remember the movie plot points as well. Mm. And that's where I'm like, it's still a really good movie. I think everyone should watch it at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be like the most memorable Pixar movie, even though it's really well written. Right. If that makes sense for people. That's fair. How to Train Your Dragon was Dream... That was DreamWorks, right? That's DreamWorks. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Pixar, yeah. See, for me, this movie is generally good. And... I'm going to say, like, it's actually a really beautiful-looking movie. I really like... The uh, abstract nature of the soul world and how, like, the Jerry's and Terry's were, like, t- clearly 2D animated in 3D space, which is kind of cool. Um, so I, I really did enjoy that, and I obviously like the story, um, but I'm not sure to what extent. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said at the beginning of this podcast that I need to, I, I need to think about it. And so I'm not going to give a real rating. I'm going to say yes. It's it's far east. It's looked good. It looks good. All the performances were top notch, um, and the story was thought provoking. But I don't know how much I enjoyed it yet, mm. and I'm going to have to let that sit for a while, and maybe even rewatch it. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of on the same kind of. I'm slightly in the same situation as Michael, but I don't know. I feel like. I don't know, this just, it didn't feel like the typical movie, like, experience for me, in a way. Like, I, I just, I 
I came out of it having more questions than than I came into it. <laughs> so for me, it's just I don't know. I like as a movie itself, I think it was pretty good. A Northeast, I did say I'd give it if I were to give it a grade scale, it's like a B plus to an A. Um, but yeah, it's just I probably wouldn't remember again. The, I don't even remember them. I struggle to even remember the main character's name at some point during this podcast, but. I remembered the themes the that name the film. Was Joe. Yes, <laughs> but I remember the themes that the movie brought up, and I'll probably remember those themes like for as long as I remember the like watching the movie. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's just the, the movie just had me in limbo, but it's a good movie. I definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah. yeah. Can I sidebar quick and say something? Joe sounds like one of the most stereotypical names for a jazz musician ever. It's probably yeah. why they did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, like the thing that I wanted to add quickly before we wrap up is um, I could, you could tell that the animators were having fun with the soul world. Yeah. Because it's just the way like, the the I think it was the Terry was moving around as as like an abstract line through the real world or yeah. how just just everything about it was I really liked it the, mm-hmm. I really liked the animation style that they went through that that's all there is to it they had a lot of fun they got to think outside the box they got to play with unconventional techniques yeah it was yeah. good I would I would also like to mention to our viewers and maybe just to call attention to it as well. Um, I believe Uchi is the only one on this podcast episode who's seen La La Land. I'm not sure if either you or Pam have seen La it. La nope. Yeah, but I feel yeah. like... Not this, really my style, so... Yeah, but I feel like this movie did what, you know, did what well, kind of did, went into greater detail what La La Land tried to do, but did it way better. Because even La La Land, it's still about this jazz musician trying to find himself and the other aspiring actress trying to find herself and at the end of it they both realized that life was okay just the way it was you know what i mean so like it's still the same concept except that one i don't know hollywood took it too far at some point people just didn't understand what was happening anymore but <laughs> i i just thought I... that would be like a that i i just connected those dots in my head just now too you already know my vicious dislike for a lot oh no yes i'm aware (laughs) so (laughs) i'm aware (laughs) bringing that up with this movie is bringing back this like irritation i don't know if they were trying to tackle the same general theme and ideas because a lot of land is some other problem and we don't have enough time to go into depth why i generally Mm -hmm. dislike that movie yeah but the idea of like a struggling jazz musician and like just finding his place and happiness in life yeah i guess they're similar in that way mm-hmm. all right cool well soul on disney plus right now go check it out if you want to um i guess we all i su- i suggest it yeah recommend it yeah. <laughs> pretty much yeah, and uh it. yeah pretty much i think that's the that's it for this episode I just want to say something before we end. Okay. Really quick. Mm -hmm. You talked about him falling down a manhole. Honestly, that is probably one of my biggest fear, and I will not walk over a manhole cover (laughs) on the sidewalk (laughs) because I'm scared it is going to open up and it's just going to be a Disney or a Bugs Bunny cartoon. I'm going to drop there in the manhole. It's just going to be left there spinning. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. If we're talking about random Looney Tunes slash Disney uh traps 
quicksand is not a big problem. Not as much as cartoons led me to believe. It's it's just water, guys. It's just water with some sand floating in it. <laughs> like, if you flatten yourself, or you'll float to the top. People drowned. They don't sink. That's, that's what's hap- That's what's happening. That they are drowning. They are drowning in water with a bit of sand. Oh, bit of sand. All right. Well, we're out of time. So... Learn to swim, people. <laughs> that's the blow closing message. <laughs> Uh, We will catch you guys next week for Wonder Woman 1984.